Welcome back to another episode on the Expand Your Awareness podcast. My name is Aaron Dowdy. In Espanol, that is Aaron Miguel. And today I want to be speaking to you about a couple things. And these things are going to be ways of going deep, real deep within your consciousness to expand your awareness and to understand that you get in your life, quote, that which you believe you deserve, end quote. I don't know who quoted that. It could have just said it without the quote, but I decided to say it with the quote. So you always get in life a reflection of what you believe you deserve. So there's a couple of things I want to kind of break down in this, but the main thing I want to talk about today is how to go deep. And the reason that is, is because a lot of times with the LOA in general, we are focused on that of the surface level. We're focused on, hey, what do I want to create in my life? We focus. We say, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on that. That's all good and everything. And maybe you remember my earlier YouTube vids from when I first started going daily back in February 2017. And one thing that I used to always say is we don't always get in life that which we want, but we always get a reflection of who we are being. That's one thing I said. Another thing I said is that we always get a reflection of what we believe to be true. Now, the reason I say this is because a lot of times people focus on the surface level. They're like, well, I want a Lamborghini. So I'm going to paste and think about a Lamborghini. I'm going to post a Lamborghini all over my room and there'll be Lamborghini everywhere. I'm going to have the Lamborghini childhood uh, comforter. I'm going to have Lamborghini as my toothbrush. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. All these Lamborghini stuff. And we may do that, but guess, guess what? We may go out and we may even see more Lamborghinis when we're out because our RAS, the reticular activating system of our brain, is focused on Lamborghinis. But if you don't believe that you're worthy of having a Lamborghini and if you don't believe you're worthy of creating abundance in your life, then that, those blocks will cause it to where you don't attract a Lamborghini into your life. And to go even deeper than that, what I would say would be better than going for the Lamborghini is to go for what you would actually, the emotion you would get, understanding that the value you give to other people, you always get a reflection of that. And if you add a lot of value to people, then you will get a lot of abundance to where one day maybe you can't get a Lamborghini. But the thing is, as many people focus on the surface level things and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying it doesn't always work, but what I'm saying is there's a better, there's a better way of going about it. And it's understanding that when we get to the core of what we believe to be true and when we get to the core of what we believe we deserve, that's where everything begins to change. So this is about getting down to the core, the core. And it's funny. I've been getting to the core of my own beliefs. I've also been doing more core workouts at the gym. I wonder if there's a correlation. Core workouts means like I'm using like my whole function, like my whole body, getting to the core center where I'm doing like these kind of harder workouts. And uh, I've been doing those for a while now, a couple months now. And I've been actually running and stuff, things I never used to do. But I've been feeling inspired to do it lately, but I've also been getting to the core of my own beliefs and be like, okay, well, what do I believe to be true? Because anytime I do this, my life changes in a very powerful way. I become more aware of these beliefs that are holding me back. You know, I used to believe I wasn't really deserving of much because of my childhood that I went through. And I had a certain way I saw myself or what I thought I was worthy of. And those are subconsciously there. Like I just, they're there, but sometimes we're just not aware of it. So the thing is, and the key to this whole process is becoming more aware of the beliefs we have and just start and ask new questions. Like what would I have to believe is true to be having this kind of experience? Because the moment we ask that is the moment we could start to find new answers to whatever that could be. Um, I actually was just talking about this in a YouTube video as well that I just made. And it's, it's because of this idea it was talking about how Abraham Hicks, who I think has great, co great content, great information. There are times though 
when there's uh, there's like this teaching from Abraham Hicks where it's like you want to focus on what you want, but what you also want to do is like you want to just think of the next best feeling thoughts, and if there's something you don't like, to just remove your focus from it. And there are times that can be powerful. Like if if somebody, if Becky or Tom comes up to you at work and starts venting all their stuff on you, and they're venting to you, I mean, the best thing could do you could do maybe maybe it is to walk away or to change the subject or go to some other part of your work or something like that. Could be. However, there are times that things happen that we feel negative emotion that if we just keep switching our focus all the time, we're not getting to the actual core of why it is there. You see, there's certain patterns within our body. I want you to imagine right now, just to give this a little bit of a visual, imagine a body and imagine around the body, imagine like a stick figure and imagine around that stick figure is a big circle that goes about eight to 10 feet around it. And imagine that this, 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 body that goes around it this uh this energy field is someone's energy field and that in that energy field there's this vibration of unconditional love and bliss now that's who we naturally are we don't have to try to become that we don't have to pile on a new idea to become love and bliss that's who we are but what happens is growing up we believe that we're less than that there's these energy disruptions that happen where in a moment something happens when we're young and we decide we say this is what i'm worthy of and subconsciously, then what happens is maybe that happens. Something negative happens when we're six years old. Somebody tells us, children are meant to be seen and not heard. And then we make this decision. Okay, I need to be a more quiet person. I can't really speak out. I can't really tell people what I'm really thinking because I'll get pain if I do that. So then that happened when we were six years old. Now we're 30 years old or we're 20 years old. And as 20 years old, we're like, oh, I am still feel that. We still feel that way. We don't know why. And somebody may say, or like the Abram teach abram hicks teachings may say well just switch your focus switch your focus to the next best feeling thought that can be powerful but what's more powerful is getting to the core and releasing that pattern that's there because when we release those patterns we release the negativity that comes with it you know there's this one pattern i had i had an ex-stepmom if you know my story i'll just very quickly explain it but an ex-stepmom who had borderline personality disorder still has it i don't have to see her anymore obviously but when uh when i was seven years old to 15 years old she was in my life and she's very abusive, both physically and mentally. And it was like my brother and I didn't eat very much. We weren't allowed to uh, have friends at school. We had to learn. So all of these, you know, all we were, we were a lot of times locked out of the house when we just had to do chores all day. Um, and we weren't allowed to watch TV. We had to sneak food in order to, to eat because we were only allowed like a bowl of cereal in the morning, like a TV dinner at night. And it's, that wasn't much food. So my brother and I were all nourished. And I thought for a long time, even after 15 years old, my dad divorced her. All of a sudden, we're allowed to eat food. We're allowed to, you know, it was like a whole new world. All of a sudden, we're allowed to have friends and stuff. It was like everything changed. We're like, wow. And when everything changed, um, even though everything changed on the outside, on the inside, I still felt like I wasn't worthy. And I carried around those patterns. And now here's the funny thing. I mean, it's not really funny, but it's kind of funny. Uh, so after my ex-stepmom at 15 years old, I never have to see her again. I feel bad for my, my, uh, I have half sisters that that's their real mom. And unfortunately they still have to deal with her, but I don't have to deal with her anymore. Um, and it's like, I left her at 15 years old. Then I was like 21 years old or 20, like 19 or 20 years old. And I go to work at Nordstrom's and women's shoes. And when I met Nordstrom's and women's shoes, I ended up going to salon shoes with like designer shoes there after a year. And the manager there was almost to a T exactly like my ex-stepmom. She would talk down to people. She was manipulative. She was, um, she was like mentally, I mean, she couldn't be physically abusive. She was mentally abusive. And it was very, very stressful. Everyone there disliked her because of how mean she was. 
Um, and she was protected by upper management. So even though she did so many things that she should have for sure got fired for, for the way she talked to people and just little things that happened, but she was protected by upper management. And here's the, the thing. For a long time, you could have said, well, just switch your focus. Just switch your focus. And I did that a lot of times. You know, stuff that happened, it would just remind me so much of my ex-stepmom was like a pattern that was within me. Then I learned meditation. So I was like four, three years into working at Nordstrom's in Woman's Shoes. She was my manager for a couple of years. And it was a lot of like pain to be around her and stuff. And it was, it was hard to deal with her. I knew kind of how to deal with her, though, because I had to deal with my ex-stepmom. So I learned a lot of like psychology of how to talk to someone like that. And there's a certain way that you do it where you almost like have to fluff up their ego a little bit, not suck up to them, but you have to know how to talk to them for sure. So I, I knew how to do certain things, but it was still a lot of pain that was involved with it. And here's the funny thing up until I, and then I learned meditation. I learned how to observe my thoughts and I learned that I had this pattern within me that believed that that's what I was worthy of the subconscious pattern of my ex stepmom. And I resisted my ex stepmom for so much time and I didn't really forgive her. What I did is I simply forgave my ex-stepmom. This is when I learned meditation. My whole life began to change. And what happened was is then I started to see myself differently. I started to realize that I was no longer – I no longer had to keep dealing with that. And I got to the core and let go of the beliefs that were tied to it, to believing I was unworthy, to believing that that's something that's even normal. And I just started to let it go. I started to allow it to be there. I even allowed my manager. I'm like, okay, I'm going to allow you – to just do what you're doing. I wasn't letting her take advantage of me. But what I'm saying is, is it was like an energetic thing. I wasn't going to give my power away any longer. Within a week of making this decision, a week of making this choice, she got fired. Now, it's funny because for four years, she was the manager. All of a sudden, she gets fired. And I believe part of that was to do is just in my own life, it no longer resonated with what I was experiencing. I completed that process. And by completing the process, by completing that energy disruption, I then let go of needing her in my life. And it was like they it was like there was something that happened that management just could not overlook. I forget what it was. But it was I forget what it was. But nonetheless, I completed that pattern. So sometimes that is the key is actually to complete the process of whatever we're feeling and to allow the emotion to be there. I was resisting it for so long. I was resisting her because she was just like my ex-stepmom, resisting the past of my ex-stepmom. When I became at peace with the past, that's when I let go of it in my life and I got to the core and I was able to really heal it by allowing it to be there. The way we heal the past is by relating to the past in a new way, by seeing how it may have actually served us, even if that serving us was like an actual lesson. So it's about being aware of that because the truth is, is we are so much more than we know and the energy patterns may be there to show us something about ourselves that we're unaware of. And you'll find many people, sometimes people will say, I always attract assholes into my life or I always attract this type of person who takes advantage of me. Well, that could be because even though the faces change, the energy remains the same. It's almost like a different person with the same energy. Even though that continues to happen, you may think that that's what you deserve. There may be some level of belief there or something that happened in the past that you resisted. And because you resisted it, now it's within your energy pattern. The key is to be aware of whatever belief that is or whatever that deservability, the way you view yourself is. And as you become aware of it, you start to let it go. But you have to become aware of it first. So... This goes deeper than that of the surface level of the law of attraction. This goes deeper than just switching the thoughts. There are times that is relevant. There are times for me where I'm like, okay, you know what? My, my thoughts are going down a negative direction. I'm going to switch my thoughts. And I switch it to something more positive, and then I start to feel better. However, there's also many times when what I do is I get to the core, and I realize that at the core is where everything changes. 
that the beliefs are what create reality. So I need to get to the core of what I believe to be true. And one of the best ways to do that is to simply push through it. That's one way. For example, I'll give you another little story. When I was uh, in ninth grade, I had an experience where I was in a, what class was it? Was it English? No. Sociology? I don't even remember what class it was. But there was a class I was in, and I had to give a speech with that of four or five other classmates. And I gave a speech in the school I went to at the time. There was like, there were big classrooms. So it was like, it wasn't like there were 10, 15, you know, like 15, 20 people in the classroom. There were like 40 people, 50 people in the classroom. I got up to give a speech with, you know, four or five other people. And when it came for my turn to speak, I completely forgot my lines. And it was like something I was supposed to remember. And I, I had like a, a dialogue I was supposed to go up and say, completely forgot it. And I, I stood there silent in front of the room and it was like crickets. And it was just like this silent thing all of a sudden. And then like, you know, a minute into it, somebody got, came in and like kind of like you know, took the burden and then went on to the next thing. But it was the most awkward, probably one of the most awkward moments of my life. And in that moment, I felt pain and resistance. And I believed that there was pain was speaking up. Pain was speaking in front of people. So I remember I went to sophomore year of high school. I said, you know what? I'm going to take forensics debate. Because at the time, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to eventually push through this. I'm going to have to eventually push through this, uh, this fear, this pain. So I said, okay, I'm going to become, um, I'm going to go to forensics debate and just push through this fear. So I went to forensics debate, which is a class, which is like an elective. And what happened is I went to that class and there were tournaments every single month. And there would be like a certain debate topic. I did something called Lincoln Douglas debate, which is like a moral debate. It's like values based debate. And I started to do it. The first one or two debates, I wasn't very good. I was very nervous. And it was something that as I felt, I was like, whoa, this is like, it was very uncomfortable. However, I kept pushing through it. After the third or fourth time, I started to actually enjoy it. And then something happened. There was, I don't know what it was necessarily, but I went into one of the debate rounds and I started to just speak more passionately. I started to realize that I could use my voice almost like an instrument. I used to play, I used to be in band and I used to remember there were notes. There was like these things called crescendos where things become louder. And then there were these things called decrescendos where things become softer. There were certain, like some called stigmata where you talk very fast. There's certain things you want to emphasize. And then there's more of a soft type. I realized that a voice was kind of like an instrument and that I could use it in that way. And the moment I started to do that was the moment I started to win tournaments. Like I started to win and get rewards for, for, for debating. I, I'd win like first. One time I won first place. A couple times I won second or third or fifth. I got different rewards for different places. I started to place at these tournaments. And it was my first year doing it. I was like, wow. And I, all I did was push through that fear. I let the fear be, be there. And what I did is I moved through it. And as I moved through it, I started to redefine myself and I started to see myself in a different way. It changed my whole self-image and then I started to love speaking. And I that to that day, I don't know what I'd be doing if it weren't for pushing through that fear because in a moment I decided in forensics debate, I remember thinking to myself, one day I'm going to speak for a living. I just knew it. Like It was just this knowing that I meant to, my, part of my life purpose is to be speaking for a living. I just knew it. And I thought it was to become a lawyer. And then, of course, I was going to school for that and like learning about it. And then I had my spiritual awakening back in 2012. And when that happened, it changed my whole life. And I was like, I was like, I don't really need school for this. You know, I, I know that I'm going to be speaking about stuff that they don't really teach in school. They don't really teach, you know, awareness, like the, the stuff. I mean, it, I guess you could say certain parts of philosophy are, but it just didn't resonate with me. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing. So that's what I did. And it worked out pretty well for me now. So I'm very grateful. And it's about beliefs, though. I had to get to that. I had to get to that experience and I had to feel the fear. Have you ever had it in a dream where you're maybe running from a nightmare, running from someone else? 
And when you run for someone else, eventually you say, you know what? I'm not going to run anymore. And you just stop and you let the thing absorb you or that you let the thing come up to you. And then what happens? Normally nothing. Normally it goes away because as you face your fear, it no longer is relevant. So the fears are illusions. I remember sometimes always hearing false fear is false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R. And we believe it to be so real, but it's not really that real at all. It's just a belief that we have that this is who we are. This is what we're worthy of. But the thing that really changes in our life is when we become aware of these beliefs that we have and we start to ask ourselves, what would I have to believe is true to be having this kind of experience? And when we start to do that, we get to the core of what we are. So the way that you can do this is a very simple process. Something I learned is actually called the completion process. And it's from this guy named Nithyananda or something like that, or Swamiji or something in India. And it's a very powerful process for understanding that when emotions come up, what you do is you observe these emotions and you, re you allow the emotions to be there. You actually feel the emotions. And many times these emotions will come from when we're actually a kid. So he was explaining when he was talking about this technique, one experience of where this guy was younger. There was this guy that was deathly afraid of going to the beach because when he was six years old, he witnessed two fishermen, a fisherman killing another fisherman. And he was six years old, and he saw that as traumatic for him. And he started to associate the beach, becoming very afraid of it. He was afraid of people. He's afraid, like, his whole life. He was six years old when that happened. So I can imagine how much, how traumatizing that is to a six-year-old. But what happened is now that dude is, like, I don't know how old, like 30, 40 years old. And he's still living, and that six-year-old inside of him is still there, afraid of the beach. If he goes to the beach, he starts to get very, very afraid and starts to feel anxiety. And he can't even go to the beach. So the key to that is not the old, like the Abraham Hicks way of just changing the thought. Just change the thought. You're going to be better. Now, the key is actually for him to relive the experience and to allow the, moment, the, the emotion to be there. Because what happened is in the past when he was six years old, that happened and he resisted that happening. He resisted that experience and then it remained in his energy pattern. Now, anytime that reminds him of that, anytime he even goes to a beach, he has that association, he starts to feel that, that trigger, his energy field, and then it's like that core belief is still there. So the key for him would be to actually go into a visualization and to really feel like it's happening again. That may feel painful, and that may be counterintuitive. Like, wouldn't you attract more of that? But no, what he's doing is he's healing the past because the moment he decides and the moment he becomes okay with what happened and he relates to it in a new way, he just sees it that it happened. He sees that he could learn something from it, that he could have compassion and heal the past. That's when everything begins to change because then he allows it to flow through his energy pattern. So remember the kind of like I was talking, imagine there's an energy bubble around your body. The moment that happened is the moment he said this should not be here is the moment he held onto it subconsciously and that pattern remained in him. And even now he's 30, 40 years old, however old that guy is, he's experiencing that over and over and over again and even similar things. So it's about becoming aware of it. Allow it to be there. And by allowing it to be there, it will naturally dissipate because it's almost like in a dream. When you see something chasing you, you say, you know what? I'm going to let it be okay that you chase me and you're going to stop, stop running. When you stop running, you can end the game, the illusion of believing in the lies, believing in that fear, allow it to be there, and then it transforms. That guy did that, and it transformed, and he was no longer afraid of going to the beach. Now his whole life is transformed because of it because that, that belief could have also leaked in many other different ways. Imagine that belief caused him to be afraid of other men, and he was afraid of uh, his boss and afraid of, you know, that that could have stemmed into so many different ways. And it's about being aware of these beliefs and being aware of what we believe to be true. So let me give you now a simple process for going about this. What you can do 
is you can do that completion process. Like I said, you can check out more videos on that if you if you could just type in the completion process by Swami G, and you'll see it there, and you can watch some of those videos. But it's about understanding that you can feel the emotion of whatever comes up. Really live in it. I, what I remember what, one thing I did is I remembered the negative experiences of my ex-stepmom. And I just, I felt it and I let it be there and I allowed it to be there and I related to it in a new way and then it transformed and I felt like I released all that emotion inside of my body. And you could do the same thing for maybe childhood pain. Maybe your parents were divorced and you started to associate relationships with that. Let it be okay. Maybe you, maybe part of you resents the fact that your parents are divorced and you thought you should have been together forever or why couldn't you have a normal childhood? Feel the emotions, allow it to be there, heal it by completing it. And then once you complete the process, it's not on auto loop anymore. It's not continuing to play itself out. And then you can start to ask yourself this question. What would I have to believe is true to be having this kind of experience? Because emotions come from beliefs. We must first off believe something to be true to even have an emotion. Because meaning is what controls our life. So start to find out what the meanings you are that you've given life. And you'll start to find out these beliefs. You'll start to uncover them. And you'll get to more of the core of who you are. The core of what you believe to be true. So this is something you can do. This is something that will transform your life if you do it. Get to the core of who you are. I want you to know that you are so much more than you can imagine, that you always get in life a reflection of what you believe you deserve. And I'm telling you right now, you deserve more. But what you may have to do is you may have to get to the core of what you believe. You may have to feel the emotions of past childhood trauma, allow it to be there, and then release it. Let it be there. It's the biggest paradox because you think, oh, I'm thinking negative thoughts. This is a bad thing, but if you allow the thoughts to be there, that's when they transform. When you label them and you resist them, you will energetically hold on to them. So this goes beyond that of the surface level. This goes beyond just the law of attraction. This goes down to the root core of who you are. And when you change at your core, everything in your life will begin to change. So with that, I hope you enjoyed today's video, today's episode. I'm so used to saying video. If you liked today's episode, could you do me a favor and respond on my newest Instagram post and let me know that you liked it and let me know if you want me to do more like this, uh, maybe some topics as well. You can say, hey, for the podcast, could you talk about X, Y, Z? Let me know and I'll take it into consideration. I've been doing about three a week. Um, just so you know, going forward on the on the whole podcast channel, I'm going to try to find a way of differentiating the podcast episodes from the YouTube videos. I've decided to put the YouTube videos on podcasts as well because there's a lot of people that like to listen to podcasts. Uh, like Some things are going audio. So if that's you, then I'm going to put the YouTube videos here. Plus, I'm going to try to find a way to distinguish the other videos. So maybe I'll do podcast number you know, 12, 13, 14. And then the ones that say number are podcasts. Everything else that just has a regular title is going to be like a YouTube video just to make it easy for you. If you want me to do that, let me know and I'll differentiate the videos. Just comment on my newest Instagram post, which is Aaron underscore Dowdy 44 on Instagram. And if you do that, then I'll at least know and I'll know that's the right thing to do or the right direction you want me to go in. And other than that, I want to thank you for being here. Peace, much love, and namaste. Namaste.